Paul has a smell. Really? Yeah. What the hell does salt smell like? Go get salt. I, th- I, can, I think salt totally has a smell. This is the high quality content, folks. Does salt have a smell? Yeah. Why is that a smell that you would want to have in a candle? Mary, I can understand why you'd want to have it in a brownie. If you want to smell the ocean. Salt, it's like salt water, people. Salt water, air. I know. It's, I think it's a marketing ploy. People think that it smells like the ocean, but it is not. Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to A Therapist and a Lawyer Walk Into a Bar. My name is Caitlin, and I am your co-host slash therapist. And I'm joined by my husband, John, who is... Um, husband, John Lawyer, as mm-hmm. it were. Yeah, John Wick, John Lawyer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. We're so glad that you're here and that you found us. This is a podcast that goes along with the newsletter that I write over on Substack called Dialoguing. I write about all sorts of stuff, about life, about mental health, about being a therapist, about being a human. About Adam Driver. About Adam Driver this week. Mm -hmm. And as the name suggests, I'm just out there dialoguing with myself, with you, literally with you right now. Mm -hmm. And this, this is us. Hashtag, this is us. The TV show. The TV show. Which I've never seen. Yeah, me neither. But it's from the same people that did Parenthood, so I feel like I should give it shot Hmm. Um, I feel like that we that's what we uh, we often fall into that maybe it's just me where like when it's in the whole zeitgeist of culture but then like a year or two later I'm like oh my god this is so good have you guys seen The Sopranos (sighs) is that that, is that what happened to you You no I was I was current with The Sopranos you would have like in, in college like Spaghetti dinners. We get a jug of Carlo Rossi. Oh my God, We'd all so gather around, watch. It was <clears throat> stacked lineup. It was Band of Brothers and then um, Sopranos one season. It was like, whoa. Oh my God. I mean, that's so much testosterone for one night. It's just like, mm. thank God programming has changed. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm a little bit under the weather. And I'm under the weather physically. I um, have been bested psychologically by our toddler tonight. <laughs> so yeah, I I'm gonna do my best. Disclaimer: You guys might not want to listen to this one. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And just want to give a quick shout out and thank you to our paid subscribers over on Substack, which help support this project, the time that we put into it. Even though it sounds like it's just us like yammering at each other for an hour, it's actually quite a bit of a commitment. So we really appreciate those people that support our work. And you can also rate and review us over on Apple and Spotify. And I want to say thank you to the people who have heeded that call. And we really appreciate you showing us some love over there. And your, what, what did we promise to give people? Our cats, I think. Oh, uh, no, the, we, nobody's left a review yet. If you leave a review, you can you have our cats. cats. Yeah. Um, it's a real good deal, guys. Mm-hmm. So just hop to it. <laughs> there's, there's no word um, limit, you know, minimum requirement, yeah. just any any number of right, words. Right, right, Could right. Could be a word. Yeah, could be like, I hate this podcast. Uh-huh. Um, and you get a cat. And you get a cat. Two cats, actually. Yeah. They're very, very cuddly. Um, if you want a cat that's more like um, a dog with separation anxiety and um, mm-hmm. like a little bit of a stalker, we got two of them for you. Yeah. Super jealous. So, yeah. Um, want to sleep on top of you. Yeah. Vindictive. They'll yeah. pee all over your stuff. So anyway, it's a great deal. Uh-huh. Two for one. So this week I wrote about body neutrality mm-hmm. and for those that don't know about this term, it was kind of born out of a response to body positivity, which body positivity like it sounds is, you know, that your body and appearance is beautiful no matter what. 
no matter what you look like. And then body neutrality is kind of like doesn't moving away from your body being as much of a focus of your worth regardless. It doesn't matter if my body is beautiful or not. It just, it just is. Um, and it was kind of born out of a lot of different things. Um, one being sometimes it's incredibly inaccessible to feel that way about your body all the time. Like the body positivity approach. Um, and, and then I mentioned in my newsletter, some of the research that I found, it was a lot of like white, thin people, able-bodied people that were kind of taking over this movement, which really neglects a larger subsect of people. Um, the body positivity movement. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kind of being commandeered by like white, thin women, basically. Um, and so this approach is more like, it is what it is and like I look like what I look like which is a a line from an interview with Adam Driver and Chris Wallace that was posted I think it was December 1st at this point I guess it was almost two weeks ago um where Wallace is like really hammering on about Driver's appearance and um being like you know just really negging did you did you watch the interview (laughs) no but I'm just yeah, it's here. Why don't, why don't we watch it really fast just so you can, like, here, I'll pull it up. Instant reaction. Yeah. I mean, yeah, initial takeaway. Jeez, Chris Wallace wants to get in the sack with Robert Redford yeah, real bad. Yeah, I mean, it has just been a, I mean, that's been his North Star, Robert I mean, Redford. they had that picture ready. It's like, did they know he was going to bring up Robert Redford in in particular? Yeah. Or was the person in the control room, like, fast on the keyboard? Like, Yeah, I mean, I guess they could have been fast on the keyboard, but... If, I guess the alternative, if he did pre, like, I think I'm going to ask him if you would have looked like Robert Redford, and then you guys pull up a picture of good old Bobby R. Like, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, in either either case, it, it's just it's rough. It's rough. Uh, it's rough that you know an established actor who has worked. For as long as he has, consistently as has, and done as much as he has, and has been a leading man mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> in plenty of films where he's carried the movie, mm-hmm. is answering. Yeah, he's these basically questions. saying, like, why do you look different? You ugly. Yeah. Why? And he's not even saying that he's ugly. He's just saying, like, you look different than other people who are actors. Like, you look bizarre. And it's like, I guess, I mean, we should, like, consider the source. Like, this is an older white man. I just, I'm so confused how that 
was a necessary conversation. It's not a necessary conversation to have. But the whole reason why I brought up this interview was, well, I came across it. And it was less about him being questioned in this, like, fucking disgusting and stupid way. Was his response. It wasn't like, I hate myself and I'm horrible. And it wasn't like, I'm amazing and hot and everything. It's fine. He's basically just like, I look how I look. This is this is how I look. Um, which was really, I think, reminded me of this concept of just like, instead of just spending so much fucking time thinking about how we look, like, you know. Yeah, it's interesting because he was... Um on our competitor podcast, Conan Needs a Friend. Adam was? Adam was. Oh, okay. And one of the first things he brought up, and, and this was a little bit, because you know, Conan, you know, uh, is always critiqued, questioned about his height oh, and his appearance. Okay. okay. And so, he, you know, the first thing he talks about with him, though, is about being tall uh-huh. and uh-huh. Uh-huh. it was just interesting after you know because re- that was on monday and after reading your uh-huh. newsletter i was like oh, wow okay uh-huh. god this guy just walks around everywhere and the first question people ask is like so what was it like you know what did you do to research the role of um ferrari and uh-huh. and how did you you know how did you get that character? You do such a good portraying him. You know, there's nothing about the project or, you yeah, know, it's like, what why he's are doing. you so freakishly tall? Yeah. What's you're so tall. You're yeah. so, you don't look like most actors. What's the deal with your face? Yeah. You know, like what? Yeah. Why, why do I have to like, yeah. who else gets this? Right. I mean, I, you know, I, I think you see it with a lot of, you know, um, actresses like it's yes. like you know like oh, must be so great to be as beautiful as you are uh-huh, uh-huh. or you uh-huh. know like it, i mean right there's a fixation on it and even when it's like veiled as a compliment it is just this like obsession with how people look which i liked one of the things that i wrote about at the end was like where body neutrality falls short because you know I can do a lot of internal work to say I look how I look and like who really fucking cares and and like that can really be healing for me but it doesn't really do anything about how the larger world perceives me and other people and Aubrey Gordon who um does a podcast called Maintenance maintenance phase that a lot of people may know about but she wrote this article in self where she has this quote after all none of our bodies are received neutrally by those around us countless data points show us time and time again that those of us who whose bodies are marked by difference are treated differently in nearly every aspect of our lives and simply changing our mindsets feeling neutral about or loving our bodies won't address the bias marginalized people so regularly face um which i think is such a good point of like you can do all this work for yourself to, and it really is freeing for me to not engage in body talk in any way. Um, it really is freeing for me on a personal level. I've been doing it for ever since I had that kind of moment on the beach, however many years ago that was. Mm-hmm. Um, where I was just like walking to the bathroom, knew I was going to see myself in a bathing suit. And I just had this thought of like, not critiquing it and not being like, Ooh, you look great. Just being like, yeah, this is what I look like right now. And it was so like, I just went on to do other things on that trip and it was liberating and amazing. Um, and I really do think that has, freed up a lot of my cognitive space um but it doesn't change the fact that like you know people in different types of bodies that are marginalized are still like denied medical care and adam driver's too tall for people you know like it doesn't matter how you like i even think about that with my skin condition like 
I have a very visible skin condition. My hands and feet are wrinkly. Um, and I was definitely more self-conscious conscious about it when I was younger because people would say shit. And obviously it's less now. Um, but I am really in a place of like embracing it. I have no like shame or disgust about it anymore. I don't hide it in picture. Like I am in a completely different place with it. Um, but that doesn't change the way that other people treat me about it or, you know, stare or make comments or, um, can't get a, my nails done without, you know, Oh, your hands are dry. It's like, yep. 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 Um, it's funny that, I mean that I think the, uh, segment that most questions you about it are children between the ages of four and ten yeah yeah which is which is sweet like i can explain it in a way that i think is like you know it's genetic so i have it our son has it my dad has it my grandmother has it um my aunt and cousin have it and I'm able to kind of explain it as like a genetic thing. Like, uh-huh. you know how you look like this with your parents? Like, this is something I just got from my parents and it looks different and, but it doesn't hurt me and I'm fine. And, um, but there's, it's interesting though, cause there is already something that is born or maybe bred in children. I don't know that age of identifying it and noticing things. It looks different. That looks different. Yeah, yeah. And it's the common, I think, of that age of just, like, noticing mm-hmm. difference, you know. It's like the that ad in... And I wonder, though, but are they, are they noticing the difference because it looks different from them or because they've developed this idea of what something is supposed to look yeah, like? Yeah, I think it's like you look like an old person is often what I hear of, like, mm-hmm. you, your hands look like grandma's hands or whatever. Um and like I get that. I think that's a fair it's a it's a juxtaposition. Like mm-hmm. a younger looking woman with wrinkled hands is like not mm-hmm. that like goes against you know what we expect. Um Yeah. Do you have like Benjamin Button hands? That's what I was gonna say. Um I think it's like the second or third time we've referenced Really? B buttons. I don't remember that. But yeah. so anyway, it's like a really nuanced topic that I'm definitely not an expert in. And there are so many, like, reading about Aubrey Gordon stuff of, like, it's not all it's cracked up to be. And there are, like, big um, gaps in what this can do. It can do a lot for your personal healing with your body. Um, it's definitely freed up my mind. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that, like, a lot of people are very much treated differently based on how they look. Um, Whether that's like being in a bigger body or being disabled or, you know, all sorts of different ways that we look different. Um, That doesn't change those factors and how obsessed our culture is with that. Um, But when I was thinking about talking with you about it, I was kind of wondering to what extent did you know that I feel that way about my, that I kind of embrace this like body neutrality and I don't like really mentioning it either in what's deemed a positive or negative. Obviously, you know, I don't like to be criticized about my body, but I didn't know if you knew how much I don't, I don't even really engage in the like body positivity all that much with myself well i i mean i think i I knew it i mean you've had conversations with me over the years about you know your relationship with your mom and things that she has said to you Uh and that you've told her you don't want her to say anything about your body whether it be something that is quote unquote good or critical and bad or whatever it is. So I, I think I knew that. Okay. okay. And I picked up, you know, yeah. on that from yeah. 
that discussion. So, yeah, yeah I think I and, knew. And you're really good about... You often say, like... Sometimes you'll say, like, you look pretty, but more often than not, you'll say, like, you are beautiful or, like you are this thing rather than like you look like this thing, which I don't know if you do that on purpose. Mm-mm. Okay. I, no. Yeah. I guess you just naturally body neutral, neutral. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I guess I just didn't know how you perceived that in me, but you, it's really interesting. Like I think you're the first relationship where I, Like, I can say that I want to not talk about those things, and I really don't. Like, even if it's, like, a positive thing, which we actually had, like, a little bit of, like, a... We were kind of mixing it up about this the other day. Mm. Do you remember this? Mm -hmm. Um, Where, like, you were kind of ogling me, and I was like, ugh, and... And you said a little... You said something that made you sound a little bit like JP on Love is Blind. Um... Where he was like, you should be flattered that I don't like you with makeup. Oh, okay. and and you said something like, you should be flattered that like I always think about you this way. And I was like, ah, okay, let's not let's not put that in. That's not ex- that's not a direct quote. Okay, what what do you recall uh, saying? I was thinking, you know, like I I believe I said I didn't say you should be flattered that I, I okay. was like, okay, you know, I, I think. You said something about me. You were like, I think you did say that. No, I didn't say you should be flattered that I. Okay, okay. What I do you think you said? I definitely did not say that. I was like, I. Um, something to the, to the effect of it's, it's interesting how <laughs> my attraction of you. And me feeling attracted to you brings disgust to you. Yeah, I guess we're just remembering it differently because I definitely feel like I heard, I'm not saying you said this, but it's that the vibe I got was like, you should be flattered that I always feel this way about you. And you don't feel like you said that. Do you feel like I've ever said something like that in the history of our relationship? Like, like, yes. You are so lucky to have me. You said here. something once about like when you put lotion on me and I don't like when you do that thing and you're like you're going to be upset when I don't do that. Oh, one day. okay, that was that's yeah, very like jokingly, you know. Okay, I don't know that that's a joke. I, you don't know that that's a joke? No, I don't. No, I think and I think what I said is like I think you'll know that that you know, the love is lost when yes. I'm not doing this. Yes. And maybe you'll miss it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which, okay, maybe you're kidding. Um, maybe, yeah. Okay, man, I think I just need like a. Clearly, I need something like flashing, like mm-hmm. sarcasm, yeah, yeah joke, yeah, 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 incoming. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I think that's not an uncommon, like, thing that comes up in relationships where it's like. Obviously, we're attracted to each other. That's great. Like, that's ideal. Um, but, like, how much... I don't know. I I think it's not a focus in our relationship, other than that it's present. And maybe we're lucky, and then we don't really have to think about it all that much, but... I mean, to be honest, that's not the first... You didn't say that, but that is a vibe I have gotten in past relationships of, like, basically, you should be flattered that I think you're attractive. And wow. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, rather than just... I mean, maybe it's my own, you know, level of... of self-conscious or self-esteem but I've, I've never been in a relationship where I I have felt like you're lucky that I'm with you uh-huh. 
I mean, and I think that that is like a, that's kind of like a really disgusting, it's very manipulative. controlling, manipulative yeah. thing. Right. But I don't think it's all that uncommon. Maybe people will tell me if that's true. But rather than being like, this is a thing that I feel towards you and that's my feeling to have it's like putting it on the other person of like you know if somebody does feel really attracted to their partner that's great but like you don't like your partner doesn't owe something to you that you feel that way about them yeah yeah so maybe that's why i heard it that way um we'll have to play back the bedroom tapes um, okay. Of the recording we have going, yeah. Um, but no, I mean that is, uh, and I'm sorry if you heard it that way or if I expressed it that way, but it was just, I, I think it was just a noticing of, you know, and we had a good discussion afterwards about sort of. <clears throat> that level of disconnect and where your response was coming from. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't from a place of, you know, it wasn't about being disgusted by you. It was about what I've been taught about my body. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's, uh, oof. That's like a scary, (laughs) I feel, I feel like, you look grossed out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I've always sort of strived for a level of mutuality in a relationship where there is, you know, I think there's a, a mutual respect and appreciation for each other. And when I've been in, you know, relationships where I haven't felt that, I think that's like for me, a need to get out of this. Yeah. You know, like this isn't going to work. Yeah. It's going to work for me because I don't want to be in that situation. And you I know. think the tricky thing about that experience, though, was like. I, I was kind of, that it sounds fucked up now, but it didn't feel fucked up then. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually not far off from what women are kind of taught of like, you know, oh, he thinks you're cute. Like, oh, isn't that so amazing? And like, don't you want to give him a chance? Like, he thinks you're attractive. Like, you know, there is a little bit of that training um and especially growing up where it wasn't even about being pretty for me it was about being thin that was like the thing that was um glorified um and so yeah there is a little bit it sounds fucked up now but it I remember kind of being like a part of me being like, well, maybe I should be flattered. Like maybe, maybe that should hold weight for me. Um, which is, I understand like all about the other person and not about how I feel, but it's not like that crazy. I think to, feel tempted by that as like holding some weight Mm. Mm -hmm. but it seems like it's different for no no I I think I I, but I had the same opposite thing like if if some if I learned that somebody thought that I was attractive yeah or was in to me it was automatically a cue like whoa my god if this person thinks that Uh, uh attractive I mean I Whoa, uh-huh. okay. Uh-huh. Maybe I should be attracted to them. Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, there is, I think, that that is present. You're, you kind of naturally already doing this thing um, where, like, you don't heavily focus on my physical appearance. You don't make a lot of comments about it, um, which is, like... I don't know. I just really appreciate it because it keeps me, my head to think about 
so many other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we don't. I don't think um, you know you or anyone is a uh, you know that your physical appearance is you know the thing that is the most remarkable. And we've had conversations about this in the past, where it's like you know. What are the things that you like about me? And you've made you've made comments that I'm like, oh, you're like funny, you're engaging, you're smart, you're silly. Like, you know, I love the way you look. I love your eyes. Uh-huh. You know, there's like, and you've you made comments like, huh? It's like all these personality traits oh. before any sort of a physical trait. Oh, okay. And you've you know. And so there's times where I thought, okay, I, I, I feel like I'm speaking naturally and that I'm not, you know, guarding that. Uh-huh. Um, but I think there are times where I, I wonder if you, you know, would want it, me to well, yeah, focus co- on those things. Of course right? I do because I have a, a, a part of me that is sick mm-hmm. you know like um and, and not that and i should i should be clear like wanting compliments about your body is not or your appearance is not inherently bad however i think for me they come from a place of putting way too much weight into that and And so, yeah, I think there probably is a part of me that wants that. Um, However, what I've realized is, like, it's kind of like how drinking started to feel. Like, you think you want this thing, and then it doesn't do the thing that it's, like, you've been prescribed to think it's going to do. And really recently that has become even more true where people will say things about my body or my appearance and it really fucks with me and stays on my mind and I fixate on it and and I just start like thinking about it a lot whereas like before somebody said anything I was just kind of like going about my day and living my life and like being myself and not really thinking about my body and how it looks. I think about my body and how it feels all the time. Um, and I do a lot to take care of it, but I'm not thinking about how it looks really all that often. And I've started to realize like, yeah, maybe sometimes I do wish like, you would say something but it it never means as much as when we're just connecting and you hold my hand or you you know say like I love that we're doing this together or you know so it's like it doesn't even do the thing but yeah you're right there probably is a part of me that sometimes probably does want that um and I don't, I don't mind it when you do do it, but it never, like, I like just feeling like you love all of me and want to just be with me and, and that how I look is a piece of that, um, if I was like a two-dimensional figure, I don't know that you would be attracted to me in the same way that you are with me being like, you know, how I am and my gestures and my voice and my, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's an essence. Yeah. No, for sure. I feel like I'm, I have less clarity about how to how to react to your body um, you or to comment really about your body. Um than I did before we had this conversation. Okay. I don't know if I'm doing it correctly or incorrectly, or I should be doing more or less of something. Okay. And I can't tell if you are um, coming from a place of 
like it starts starts out that I you say. Oh, are you feeling criticized? No, I'm not feeling criticized. Okay. I feel like you're saying I like I like the way that you do this, and then it's like, but I also like sometimes when this happens, or I feel this the need for this, or I'd like this at other times too. So I kind of now don't really know. Well, I think what I'm saying is like, of course there's a part of me that wants that because I live on planet earth and I'm taught that I'm supposed to want those things and that it has a really high value. Um, yeah, there's a part of me that feel, I think everybody has a part that feels that way. Um, and I'm just saying that like need not like, that part doesn't need to be fed. That part is stuck in a a paradigm that is overly focused on that. And yeah, you just you just you asked. You said it seems like sometimes you do want that. And I just wanted to acknowledge, like, yeah, you're probably not wrong. There probably is a piece of me that is tempted to focus more on that. Um, and my intention is to operate with a different system because that's better for me mentally. Um, I'm sorry that you feel confused. I mean, I think it is, a, it's, it is a little confusing cause it's not like black and white, do this then and do this then. But, um, and I just, I feel like you're like squirming over there. Like I can't sense what you're feeling. I'm squirming because I feel like my hives are coming back. Oh. <laughs> That's the reality. Really? Uh-huh. I have like itching like crazy. Huh. Yeah. Can I see? No. I don't really feel like, I mean, you can show you like, you know, my arm. Huh. Yeah. What the hell? I don't know. Weird. Weird. I'm sorry. When did that start? A couple of days. When I was sick. <laughs> Feels like this is like the new, you know, component of me getting sick. Hmm. Like having a cold? Guess what? You get a set of hives. Oh my God. That yeah. sucks. Um, anyway, well, that was a really intense conversation. I don't know if I'll keep any of it, but... Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, I guess I just wanted to say that I appreciate, I think you're very respectful of me, and I feel very respected in all the ways, and you never, like, what's the word, objectify me in down to this, like, small thing, mm. and I really appreciate that. Yeah, you kind of. All right. Are you okay to talk about a few other things? Yeah. Okay. Um, so you have your vasectomy tomorrow. I have my vasectomy tomorrow. How are you feeling about it? Um, unprepared. <laughs> unclear as to what's going to be happening. Yeah, I mean, like, I saw this person a year ago. For a consult. 14 months ago. For a consult. And then apparently I made a huge mistake by scheduling it before a trip. <laughs> and so had to re-cancel that. Mm -hmm. Finally got around to scheduling it. And just called the place and like, oh yeah, yeah, we can get you in. Okay. Expected to have like a call. Right. Like beforehand, like, hey, we're going to need you to shave. Yeah. Docs didn't want to not, you know, just want to have a clear working surface. <laughs> Nothing. Where you got to do this. Nothing. You've asked me, like, are you able to drive home? Uh -huh. Do you need a ride? Are you allowed to eat before it? Like, am I going to be there for an hour? I'm going to be there for five minutes. We're going to numb me, I think. <laughs> How are we numbing me? Where are we injecting? Are we inject? Are we numbing right into the unit? I'm not feeling great about that. 
if that's the case, you should ask your guy friends who have gotten it. I mean, you know, they're just they're not helpful. Okay. I I mean, I think it's pretty much a non-issue. Okay. <laughs> so yours is more physical. Says so the lady's had like seven vasectomies. Well, you've had things, okay? And I'm not saying my thing is as as intense as your things, but your the barometer is not the experiences that you have and everything sure. less that oh. isn't that is uh end days. I just came in and out. Hold on. Yes, you're right. It is right. I'm sorry. I'm not comparing it to the reproductive health type experiences I've had. Yeah, or all the experiences of being a woman and having pap smears and sure, I'm I'm sure that is more invasive than likely what I'm going going to go through. Uh-huh. But you've never had somebody poking around down there. Never had someone poking. Other than how many people? Are, how many people are going to be in the room? It's just me and Doc. Good question. We got a an assistant in there. So all of your concerns are all um, physical, medical, procedure related, not like psychologically, like not being able to have any more kids. Oh yeah, no, I'm totally comfortable with that. Okay, okay. <clears throat> I look forward to that. Okay. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me why when I say like you've been wanting to get it done but haven't gotten it done. A lot of people think that it's because on some level you really want, you know, you're not okay with having, with not having any more kids. I'm just going to kick the can. <laughs> See how long I can delay this for? Like that's, I don't know. I don't know. Just, yeah. That just, I don't, um, I just don't know that those people know me very well that yeah. are suggesting that. Yeah. I mean, that's just not how I would operate. I think if I didn't want to do something, you'd know I didn't want to do it. Like my, my status quo is, is never like, yeah, like I had, you know, I had a good friend for a while, Steve. Uh-huh. I don't know if we talked about it on this, but it's like, if ever he didn't want to do something, he wouldn't be like, nah, I don't really want to do that. He'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, we'll think about it. You know, it was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's a no. <laughs> like he just he couldn't say no, and he couldn't, you know, oh, like sweetie baby Ainge. Yeah, it was just, it was never a, a a hard yes or no. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah, I don't know. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe we'll think about it. <laughs> it's just like it was either an emphatic yes or it was that. that yeah, that's and if his it was that, no. then I knew it was a no. So that's just not how I so how, have well, ever operated. How do you think you operate? I think that I operate yes or no. No. Okay. And, you know, sometimes it's a yes, but I'm just like, got other stuff going on. It's not the thing that's top of the mind. You know, like we had to get, you know, your car into have the, the check engine light was on for forever. Yeah. It's not that I never wanted to do it. It was just like... You know, like, uh, got to call the place, got to, like, yeah. schedule an appointment, got to go in, got to do it. It's, like, a hassle. Yeah. And so, I mean, that was really, it had nothing to do with my being on the fence about whether I want or don't want this procedure done. Yeah. Yeah. It is, I just, you know, for the listener, you might be thinking, well... This is different than taking a car in to get the truck engine light fixed because it affects Caitlin's ability to, like, you know, have assuredness about her, you know, reproductive health and choices. And rest assured, we've had this conversation and he understands that those are different things. So I'm not going to repedal that right now. Um, but just want to let the lesser know that we have had that conversation. Yeah, and, and I don't say that, that they are the same things. I mean, to say it that. I would say no. Yes, which I, yes, I think that's probably true. But it did get in my head, and I was like, 
huh, maybe he is disappointed that I feel this way. But we made this decision together. Yeah. And do you remember the last four years? <laughs> like, we've talked a lot about the last four years. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that... Uh, when did as you, much as when, I love when, Archie, I don't think I want to go know, through that. When did you know you didn't want to have another one? I... I don't know that I ever thought necessarily to have that I would have more than one. Okay. You know, I think the idea of having one was even somewhat on the edge for me. You know, in my Peter Peter Panness. You know, like Mm. I don't know that I, I. I had ever really... You don't even want the one. It was something... What should we do with the one? The one we'll keep. Okay. He's already here. Okay, okay. I don't know what we can do now, and, you know, I love him, so now it's... It's like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Pot Um, committed. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think it was always... It was kind of... I think that I... uh, Kind of never really thought about it. I never, I didn't stop to think about it. It was just always like that thing that is in, yeah, later, that's what we're supposed to do. I'll do that later. You know, having kids, you know, yeah, 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 that'll be something I'll do, something I'll do, something to do. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when we became serious and when you um, made me realize that I couldn't uh, have the duality of um, not living with somebody unless um, I'm getting married, but then also not wanting to get married, um, that those things would just result in me living alone. Yeah, I had to walk him through that. Yeah, the math on that, <sighs> mind-blowing. Um, yeah, yeah, I asked him if he was ready to move in, and he said, here's the thing. I don't really want to live with someone again unless we're getting married. And I, at this, at this point, you were saying you didn't want to get married. And I was like, if I do the math, that means that you'll never live with someone. And that was news to you. Yeah. You're a very smart person, and that was news to Uh, you. That was total news to me. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, it was just, it was easy to just plug that in the file that under worry about later. Yeah. And then as it became more and more real, and I think, um, you know, as we became more serious and began thinking about it more, I mean, even, I don't know if Jan has said this, but I know, you know, like Dina had noticed and had commented and Amanda had commented that, you know, once we started to get more serious, like I started showing more of an interest in their children. Uh-huh. In a normal way, not in a creepy way. Not in a creepy way. You know, I, I think that... Um, yeah, your dad juices started flowing. Dad juices. Yeah. 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 Um, so then the idea of, of of that, I was like, okay, yeah, no, I think that'd be great. But I never really was like, okay, I definitely want to have two, at least two, probably three, maybe four. Like, that was never anything that ever... I, I do wonder mind. if having, growing up with a sibling, if that affects the calculus at all. Uh, yeah, like, no, I don't want to put him through that. <laughs> I say that just because Jana knows listening. Hi, Jana, I love you. Um, yeah, no, I, I but I, I don't, I always was envious of, of only children. Yeah. I was always growing up like, oh, you're so lucky. You just have all the toys. You get to just, you know, have the whole house. Like it's all like, yeah. man, that must you be so worst. must be so. Or like, you know, siblings who had, um, I had a couple of sib or not siblings. I had a couple of friends whose siblings were a lot older, kind of like, like your me, situation. Like me, yeah. yeah, and just she's being not like, a lot older. She's just twelve years older. I love you, Tisha. Sister um, shoutouts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, technically, as you pointed out many times, that makes you an only child. According to birth order theory, yes. Yes. Um, so, like, even that, I was like, oh, wow, this is great. Like, your your brother's away at college? Wow. And you can just, like, play with all of his stuff? I think it's Ernie. Okay. 
um, your brother's away at college and like, man, you just get the whole house and like go in his room and, you know, play with his old kid stuff. That must be awesome. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, either the ideal situation would be like, yeah, only uh-huh. number one. Yeah. Number two, older sibling who's gone, gone most yeah. of the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, when they come back, like, it was like, whoa, yeah. God, it's, you're yeah. like cool older siblings here. And to yeah. play, you know, like. That was definitely my, I, I was like, I feel like I had the best of both worlds. Like, I was kind of an only kid because Tisha left when I went to college when I was like five. But then I had this like older sibling who was amazing and I loved seeing her and we got to cool, do cool older stuff together and like it was kind of the best of both worlds. Mm. Okay, so you're feeling worried about the procedure specifics? Yep. Yeah. Yep, wondering, you know, like, I'm what's getting... What's the protocol after? Like... I'd say I'm like... Dr. Google says like... You know, have Ziplocs and ice ready. You know, um, I've had people say, you know, it doesn't hurt, but, um, you know, milk that, milk that cow. Oh, lie. Okay, cool. Yep. Cool. Yep. Cool. Um, You'll have to tell our Gino, like, jumping on you. Oh, here's a forum about, um, on Reddit. Okay. What do you wish you'd known or done before your vasectomy? I'm having mine tomorrow. Perfect. Um, let's see. Nothing. It was simple and absolutely worth it. <laughs> yeah. So Reddit's not helpful. That's there was nothing there? I mean, no, it's just just that one. Well, person one person is talking about like um, some sort of like pain syndrome. Um, oh, don't read about that. Yeah, definitely not read. Oh, here's one. Exactly what I'm looking for. How do I shave for a vasectomy? <laughs> um, okay, there's really no answer there. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I mean, how do you even know where to shave? Yeah, no, the one I read, it was like the, um, uh, the scrotum. Okay. Between the, the penis and the scrotum and that whole area. I think wow. that's where, that's where they enter to get the vast deference. Vast deference. Snip, snip, yep. motherfucker. Yep. Um, yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of. And and a lot of these questions may have been answered during my visit 14 months ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. But nobody expects you to remember that. I mean, apparently UC Health does because they're providing me with no information other than I need to be there 15 minutes before the appointment. 15 minutes just seems laughable. Yeah, it's like 15? Like (laughs) They're really being like, this doesn't matter. Which is just like the difference between that and women's healthcare is crazy. Um, yeah. Well, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, and then the last thing, well, one, I was laughing about Archie calling me boring earlier this week. Do you remember this? Yeah. He was like, First he was like, oh, mama's so silly. And then he was like, but sometimes she's boring. She does boring things. <laughs> and I was like, first I was like really offended. And then I was like, no, he's right. Mm-hmm. I am kind of boring. Like, yeah. I like to read. I like to do this. I like to write. Like sleep. I like to sleep. Often be by yourself or like just with us. Be myself. Yeah, I am boring. So that was fun. It was a fun thing to realize. Um, from that's the thing about fucking four year olds. Like they see right through you. Mm-hmm. Like he just saw into my soul. It was and like, he just saw. He was like, "You're silly, but you're also boring." <laughs> yeah, your soul was just like a hallway in a library <laughs> after hours. Yeah, I really just am like, yeah, 
I am boring. So that was a rev, revelation. And then the last thing I want to ask you and put out to the universe, we've kind of already talked about it, but should we let Archie watch Home Alone this year? We have a tradition of watching it on Christmas Eve or the night before Christmas Eve, if Christmas Eve is going to be too busy with things. Mm -hmm. Um, So we always do it. I think we should, but I'm worried that he's too young. You think it's too scary? I do worry about like fear of like break-ins. Okay. Um, I don't. I mean, you think it's fine? Yeah, okay. I, mean, I can't think of. I mean, relative to like the you know, I mean the movies that he you know watches like. You know, bad guys. I mean, those guys are breaking into stuff. I know, but they're not real people. I wonder if that feels scarier, mm-hmm. like animation versus humanoids. Yeah. Um, what was it that we just watched the other day that had people, people? Santa Like the Santa Clauses. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's good with that. Okay. Okay. Well, if anybody has any thoughts about this, we'd... Might not follow what you say, but curious, any feedback. Um, I do worry about an unintended consequence of this film, of Archie, like, Macaulay culkin us. Setting traps. <laughs> yes, <so>. yes. <laughs> I could see him being like, oh, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, just slip on his micro-machines. Yes, he, yes. Yeah. He also looks like uh, young Molly, Macaulay Culkin, yeah. so maybe mm-hmm. he'll be like, oh, that is me. This is my prophecy. <laughs> Yeah. I am Kevin. And you <laughs> are a spitting image of Catherine O'Hara, and I'm whatever his name we died. I mean, we're actually John not Her- far off. What's John, he died. Yeah, John Hurst. John, it's not John Hurt, but yeah. let's see. Um, yeah, we, I'd be curious what people think about that. Did you pack your toothbrush, Kevin? No. It's in the bathroom. Why don't you go get it? I can't. Uncle Frank's in there. He told me if I went in there and saw him showering, I'd never, I grew up for the rest of my life never feeling like a real man again. It's like one of those jokes that you hear a thousand times when you're a kid. And, you don't and then get you hear it. it when you're an adult and you're like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's really <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, this one was a weird one. And I think some of it is the place I'm in. Um, in a place you're in, like your Hives. yeah, you're like <laughs> your arms are gone. <laughs> like I don't even know if I could take an antihistamine. Like, can I take an antihistamine before right. vasectomy? Right. Do you have the cream, cortisone cream? Did I ever have? I don't have oh. the cream. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, might, we might have some. I'll look. Um, why did this one feel so weird? Is it because I'm in a weird place? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Did it feel weird for you? Well, I mean, we we hit on the like a heavy subject. Okay. I think it's a heavy subject. It's a very loaded subject. Okay. For you, and you know, it's something that um, you write very openly about, which uh-huh. is courageous and pudgy for that. Uh-huh. And maybe it's, it's harder for me to talk about. Yeah, you're already somewhat on guard about it, maybe. Maybe. And I also well, I'm like worried about like saying the wrong thing, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. You don't really talk about your body stuff at all. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Okay, cool. Um well I love you for sticking in even when it's weird. And I can't wait to take you to your appointment tomorrow. Um happy yeah. to be of service. Okay. Um, and Booge. Booge. Next time, next time we talk, <gasps> Fast Deference will be no more. Fast Deference will be no more. We'll be vastly deferent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Booge. Booge. Um, just another reminder to find us on Apple and Spotify and rate and review us and we will talk next week. And send you a cat. And send you a cat if you leave a review. Do you want a cat or two? 
we'll send you two. All right, Archie. So tell me, how was your day? Good, 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 good. I wonder if this is a life hack to get you to keep talking to us about yeah. your life. Hi, everyone. Quick disclaimer. The information provided on this podcast is for informational purposes only. This podcast does not provide any professional or medical advice. Anything written or spoken should not be a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnosis, or medical intervention. If you take any action as a result of what you consume on this podcast, this is based solely on your decision, and this podcast cannot be held liable for the consequences of any action or inaction. By consuming this podcast, you agree that there have been no guarantees made about the results of taking any action, whether recommended or not. This podcast provides educational and informational resources that are intended to help readers and listeners thrive in their lives. We nevertheless acknowledge that your ultimate success or failure will be the result of your own efforts, circumstances, and the innumerable factors beyond the control and scope of this newsletter and podcast. Accessing and otherwise utilizing this podcast does not create a therapist-client relationship. Nothing in dialoguing is meant to be a replacement for the services provided by a trained mental health or medical provider.